Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and we have with us someone really special today. We have with us Dr. Rick Hansen. Rick, how are you there today, sir? I'm good and jacked up. I hear <laughs> power yell. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I've done a lot of podcasts and and nobody's ever done that one, so that's super. They don't really, they don't, they don't really start like that, do they? Normally, I <laughs> <laughs> well, could they, say they ought to. <laughs> yeah, they, they ought to. Oh wow, I take a lot of, uh, take a lot of heart from that. Thank you so that's much. Right. That means a lot to me coming from you. <laughs> for those tuning into Rick for the first time, Dr. Rick Hansen is a psychologist, senior fellow at UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center, and New York Times best-selling author. Dude, you guys need to get around the books. Neurodharma, Buddha's brain, steadying your mind, training your brain for happiness, hardwiring for happiness, resilient. There are some really incredible bodies of work there. Um, I haven't, like, it's, I, if I'm honest, I haven't gotten through all of them myself. So the place I'd like to start, Rick, is to, you know, you've written lots of books on, you know, mindfulness, resilience, and one's relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. But here you've taken the time and opportunity to write actually a book that I love the format of which you've written it. And we can discuss that a little bit um, into the episode as well. But a, a book about the other, a relationship with others. Um, what inspired you to write this book? Was there something like, is this something that's of personal um, yeah. for you? Yeah. Yeah. 
combination of things. So first, in some of my other books, I did include maybe a chapter mm. about relationship skills, but not any kind of a coherent book. Mm. Second, as a very long time therapist with couples, families and individuals, I've had the experience many, many times, hundreds of times, really, where someone will basically say, but I don't know what to do next. Mm. Right. I say I do this, they do that. And then I don't know what to say or I don't mm. know how to think about it or I mm. don't know what to do, including with people who are really quite challenging. So mm. they don't know what to do next. And I thought, hey, this is a book full of, as you said, 50 very simple, direct things you can do next mm. with what you think and what you say, essentially. Mm -hmm. The third thing that came together for me is the time that we're in, which is on the one hand full of opportunity, full mm. of really positive developments that are easy yeah. to overlook, including yep. podcasts like yours, and yet also involve this deep question of how do we live together? How do we live together uh, in our couples and our families, with our neighbors, with our political adversaries, uh, as a whole single human tribe, eight yeah. billion of us around the world? How do we live together? So I zeroed in on the practical how of this book. That's what it's fundamentally about. Do you find it's um it's interesting that you you mentioned the juxtaposition there, like just the the freedom of access that we have to such incredible information, but also the challenges of this new time. And I'm speaking personally from a, I've, I'm the father of a 15 month old, 16 month old now, a 16 Yay. month old little boy. And, so cool. um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And it's been, um, yeah, I've just, and, I, and you know, I try to empower as many people as I possibly can. That's part of the intention of the show. And yeah, I'm looking around at just the life that's wired here in Australia, maybe it's different in the States over there, um, to be able to facilitate um, a really wholesome living for my son in just, you know, what's ex what society expects, which a lot of inspired evolution about shedding all that, like water off a duck's back, and yet just simple things like education and daycare, you know, um, it doesn't even feel like we're keeping up with the Joneses. It's just the basic stuff requires you know myself to be working my wife to be working and then it's like but well, we're not spending time with the children it's like okay if we're not spending time with him then who's spending time with him and we're really fortunate to have grandparents that live really close by but you know i'm looking at this it's like i know plenty of people that don't have this luxury mm -hmm. and i'm looking at this new nuclear family setup mm -hmm. um you know and asking the question, where is the village that it takes <laughs> and where mm -hmm. is the tribe, you know? Yeah. Um, because in spite of evolution as an audience base, definitely build the tribe and an audience. And I'm so grateful for them in every way. Mm -hmm. And yet there's those moments where it's like, okay, it's Friday night and me and my wife want to go out to dinner. Can someone mm -hmm. look at the, look after the baby for two and a half hours and you, you're looking around and it's like, oh no, baby's coming with us. Yeah. You know? yeah. And there's just, and there's just not, that available to us anymore. So can you tell us a little bit more about the current challenges that you foresee for interrelation, like interrelating and relationships in the world at the moment? You brought up so much that's deep there. And, and my very first book is called Mother Nurture, which is really about the long-term health and well-being of the people who are doing all of the bearing and mm -hmm. much, if not most of the rearing of our children, <laughs> which requires the support of a good partner, or at a minimum, a village it takes to truly raise a child, as you say, but mm. which unfortunately these days looks a lot like a ghost town. 
So I'm very, very connected, including related, you know, to our own kids who are now 35 and 32. They're, you know, as a friend of me, a friend of mine once said to me when our son was maybe around your age, your son's mm -hmm. age, he said, don't worry, Rick, it's a end soon in about 25 years. So, <laughs> anyway, you're in for the, you're in for the long ride, dude, as we used to say in the psychedelic days, you ate it, you ride it. You ate it, you ride it. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, I'm definitely writing it. All yeah. that said, yeah. you're of course exactly right. And I find it's actually helpful to contrast our modern lives with those of our Stone Age hunter-gatherer ancestors, which is to say those human beings, just like you and me, who lived 97% of the 300,000 years that our species, you and me, have walked the earth. So mm -hmm. they lived in small bands that were grounded on what scientists called caring and sharing, or mm. we could call compassion and justice as the basis for life within their bands. Right. Against other bands, there was often a lot of brutal and violent aggressiveness or mm -hmm. defense against aggressiveness. Okay, but inside their band, at least, there was a foundation of caring and sharing, compassion and justice. Then along came agriculture, other developments, larger populations, and growing concentrations of wealth and power that have led to more or less Game of Thrones for most people ever since. Certainly some good things have been happening in the last few centuries. I'd rather be born into the next year than 100 years ago or even 10 years ago, and I'll take my chances, you know, in the lottery, as it were, and whose life will you have. On the other hand, boy, we have a long way to go. And so I, I find it's really um, helpful to realize that the things we can do inside our own minds, mm. inside our key relationships, and then mm. inside our communities and societies and the whole human tribe as a whole. And they're different things. Meanwhile, there's a lot we can do inside ourselves, no matter how important it is to change society for the better. And I'm seriously committed to that and have helped to found what's called the Global Compassion Coalition. You and your listeners should check it out, globalcompassioncoalition.org, which is a growing movement worldwide aiming mm -hmm. to become big enough to be strong enough to drive mm -hmm. systemic change at the global scale in a way that's historically unprecedented. So I'm serious about that. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you know, I got a wife, right? <laughs> I got two adult kids. I got a neighbor. I got, you know, business. <laughs> People, right? There's some yeah. kind of line supposedly from Jean-Paul Sartre, hell is other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not totally true, right? But so there's stuff to do. So I wanted to write a book that was yeah. hyper practical at that yeah. level. Well, meanwhile, I'm very engaged in political action and serious efforts at systemic change at a global scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. There's a there's a, there's a, it's not going to make any sense in this context, but there's an Indian saying that goes along the lines, and I'm going to completely butcher it because when I translate things from my mother tongue to English, it just doesn't sound the same. But they say, um, you know, the sadness of grief can, you know, doesn't kill you. Um, the virtues of your strength and the endeavors don't kill you. Um, but then it's really poetic and really rhyming and goes, you know, the world doesn't kill you but the people of the world will end up killing you. <laughs> it's like, it has this real energy around it. So it's like that, yeah, hell is other people sort of vibe. It's like, yeah. But yeah. I really appreciate what you're saying. And I will put a link to the Global Compassion Coalition um, dot org in the show notes below for people to check Great. out. And it's, yeah, I find 
Well, where your book really uh, well stood out for me is probably the right word to say, but it sounds like I'm, yeah, I'm gassing it up because I can, but I can, so I will. Um, but we've got topics here. It starts with befriending yourself, then warming the heart, being at peace with others, standing up for yourself, then speaking wisely, and then loving the world, which goes all the way from, you know, just being loyal to yourself all yeah. the way through to voting. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. whoa, you know, like it just the, 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 yeah. the, the intention with which you said, let's start as close as home to possible and then let's spread it as far, like, you know, almost like a mycelium network, you know, as far as the tendrils can go, you know. There you go. And I, um, yeah, I really, I love the way the book is written because each chapter is like, you know, in some cases, three to four pages, yep. which is just, you know, okay, I need help with that. And boom, I can just, you know, just tune into that. And it's just so digestible. And I think given the modern mind and the the challenges for attention we have and, you know, this the, yeah. the speed that we're used to, um, whether that's good for us or not, that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's really love, like really well written. And it's, and like you said, it's just super practical. And it's mm, exercise. It's like, this is what's going on. This is the exercise. Go, you know, like this is what you need. And I guess where I wanted to start going into that was I've noticed, again, diving into my own um, my own experience at the moment, becoming a father, I've had these challenges where the lack of sleep has been really interesting. And what's happened is as the lack of sleep has come down, the resilience has come down with the lack of sleep. For right? sure. Um, and... I, it, this is me getting very, in need of a better way of putting it, left brain about what I feel like is a right brain thing. I feel like it's actually a bit of a spiritual thing that happens to us because as it's coming down, I've always been with the Inspired Evolution focus on what are your gifts, what are your strengths, double down on them, let's go. You know, life is short, you've got one opportunity, hurry up <laughs> in some yeah. way, you know, like let's let's get what you're here to do done, you know, like and then mm. allow what's coming next to happen. And so I've been very focused on what, in some spiritual sense, people may say the light, right? Like, what sure. is your light? Let's let's go. Let's hammer down on it. <laughs> and as the sleep has come down, as the resilience has come down, you know, I'll be left in my own, like you said, you know, the Inspired Evolution, you know, you've got um, the Global Compassion, uh, Compassion Coalition. There's all this work that we're doing out in the world. But then I was mm. sitting at home and I was just tired and mm. I was just spent, you know, and... I'd just be sitting there and my wife would ask me a simple question and I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> and you've got a whole, pardon me, you've got a whole chapter on tone, which yep. I love, by the way, which is well, really Well, by helpful. the way, yeah. uh-huh is better than what? <laughs> okay so <laughs> yeah yeah good so far okay <laughs> it could be worse thank you i needed to hear that actually a little bit. <laughs> but then there's like those moments where it's like i'm just grunting responses and i'm just yeah. i can feel i'm cold i'm apathetic and i'm i'm present physically but i'm really not there you know like yeah. emotionally mentally and i'm just and i started to realize and after a while you know my wife you know we've got touch wood Quite a, quite a lovely relationship. She'll sit and she sat down and she said, "Look, you're not okay. Like, you know, what's going on?" I was like, "Dude, I'm just tired. You know, yeah. I'm just tired." And she's like, "Okay, but you coach a lot of people, and it's always a choice, is it not?" And it's like, "Ouch!" 
yes <laughs> like yes right in the fields and uh and from that point it, she goes so why are you choosing that and that was a really powerful question because mm. usually what happens for me is like you know and i imagine the average listener tuning in because i've been in that place is like okay now i've just got to go away and take that choice and take that action to be you know mr pep all the time but really i went further into that question and said hey why am i not choosing that mm. And it's like, because it doesn't feel like a choice. And it's like, what doesn't feel like a choice? Like, that's just my baseline. And I was like, oh, mm. this is my relationship with myself. Mm. Like when I'm spent and I've got nothing left in the tank, it feels at times. It's just like, uh, 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 you know. And then in that, sometimes there's some callous bits in there as well. It's like, why didn't you do that? Oh, man, I dropped the ball on that again. Sure. You know? And I've been watching the languaging and I've just realized, oh, this is, and, you know, going back to focusing on the light, this feels like what they've called shadow work, right? It's like looking at, because mm. the resilience has come down, the walls come down, I'm looking at like, oh, actually, I'm not the kindest person to myself, when I'm left to my own vices and all, like all that when it, behind the wall of resilience, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But when that's all gone and stripped, it's like, and that's why I feel like it's a bit of a spiritual process of becoming a father mm. because it's like, and I know my son's not going to do what I say. He's going to do what I do. So he can now see <laughs> dad's, you know, a belligerent, <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's like, oh, uh, I've got one of those dads, you know, and it's like, actually, he doesn't want that from, he's like, thanks dad, but can you end that programming? So I've been right. looking at that and it's really been helping me realize I'm only as good to others as I really am good to myself. That whole, you can only love, as, love others as much as you love yourself. is It's a truism, but it also sounds super cheesy and finds, I find some of them have very difficult access points. It's like, how do you actually access that? You know, it's like, love yourself more is such a big concept. So I've been finding, especially through your book, you know, it's something as simple as be loyal to yourself. You know, can we start there? What does that mean to you? Hmm. I imagine that you and other people listening know what it feels like to be loyal to somebody else, mm. to be a good friend, to be an mm. ally, to speak up if they're being pushed around by somebody, uh, to come through for them, to deliver the goods. We know what that feels like. We know what that mm. sense of commitment, even duty, friendship, what that feels like. But to bring that same quality of clear-eyed kindness and support to ourselves is foreign to many people. And to be clear, to be loyal to a friend can sometimes mean, just as your wife was loyal to you, pointing out maybe where they've gone off course, or mm. they might be unrealistic about something, that, or that if they really want to accomplish it, gee, if you really want to write that book, you actually need to start writing words on a page or a screen <laughs> or a tablet or something. Like, in other words, we can bring guidance to mm. ourselves. We can bring... Um, helpfulness to ourselves and encouragement and tenderness, uh, depending on what's called for, just like we could to other people. And mm-hmm. I, in my experience, actually, that sense of being on your own side, being for yourself, being loyal to yourself, is missing in half the people when they walk in the door in my clinical yeah. history, certainly, and probably at least half the people in the room if I'm teaching a workshop or online if I'm doing something. So it's in a really important place to start. Mm-hmm. Building on it, in terms of core skills with other people, I find one of the most useful things that people can do 
when they feel like they're running on empty, mm. which is what you're talking about, mm. <clears throat> is to find what is for them and the other person a meaningful kind of refuge. In other mm. words, like right here, right now, we did not know each other before we started. We're mm. on screen. I can look mm. at you. You can look at me. And I can see the fundamental goodness in you. Mm. I can see your good heart, your intentions, you know, your seriousness of purpose. I can see that in you. And you probably can see some good in me. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> well, when that <laughs> has a sense of mutuality in it, yeah. it immediately starts filling up an empty cup, right? Mm. It's a kind of refueling. And just to finish, one of the things that's been so striking to me in the frame of making the relationships that we have to the extent possible, really, mm -hmm. making, it's that to make them usually involves very small things mm -hmm. with what we think or say that add up to something big over time. Mm -hmm. And those small moments, whether it's with you and your, your wife, your partner, uh, looking at your child, looking out the window, taking a breath, uh, or two or three, those small things really make a difference over time, for better or worse. Uh, there's a lot of research that shows that small shitty things, if I could use that technical term, <laughs> dropped into relationships really have That's, a lot of impact. Yeah. You know, tone, a word, uh, mm -hmm. an abrupt walking away, anything aggressive, an aggressive gesture, you know, mm -hmm. again, situated in terms of, you know, culture and so forth. Big, for me, I'm a big, tall man. For mm -hmm. me to be you know, make an aggressive gesture with my arms, that lands hard, including mm. on little children or, you know, people such as women are physically typically smaller, perhaps. So paying attention to the little negative things and editing them as much as possible, really helpful. And then also really making sure you start adding more useful, authentic, beneficial things into the space between you and another person. I have found that that, that sense of the law of little things has been mm -hmm. so helpful to me because it's hopeful, right? Big things yeah. are kind of outside of my control. There's a saying in Tibet, if you take care of the minutes, the years will take care of themselves. Oh. And that's been a really good guide. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And yeah, I can tell that that intention is so deep within you. It's like, again, the way you've written the book is like 50 little things that you can just access and they're so doable. They're just so doable. Yeah. And some of them are really quite blunt. You know, that's the yeah. other thing. Like uh, I, I've been a therapist a long time yeah. and um, it's made me both nicer and blunter <laughs> in a sense because, you know, you just see people and you just, cut to the chase. So for me, like the chapters, as you say, each one of them is a practice. Mm -hmm. So they're framed as an instruction, be loyal to yourself, see the good in others, see the being mm -hmm. behind the eyes, mm -hmm. um, forgive them, forgive yourself, or for example, admit fault and move on. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a really useful one. Or give them what they want, to the extent that's reasonable, sustainable, especially when you're tired. Um, give them what they want. I find so many issues are resolved in relationships if people would just essentially go to the max on delivering the goods to the other person mm -hmm. realistically and sustainably instead mm -hmm. of sort of getting caught up in fighting with the other person, mm -hmm. right? We're getting caught up in trying to change what's happening inside the black box of their mind, which is beyond it, your control. Sorry, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. uh, instead of getting all caught up in that, you know, do what you can and nudge them. Ask for what you want. Be firm. Be clear. There's a lot in the book that's really a, works toward what do you do when you got to say the hard things? 
Mm. What do you do when you got to be tough minded, mm -hmm. not physically tough, but tough minded? Uh, what do you do when you need to back out of a relationship mm -hmm. or resize it, shrink it? What do you really do? So I'm, you know, I'm, you're definitely reserving your rights, but I just find that if we disengage from getting caught up in the war, I have a mm. chapter called get out of the war in your head, mm -hmm. you know, get out of the war about that other person, yeah. cut to the chase of, look, what can I do on my side of the street mm -hmm. to be a better person? husband, a better wife, a better partner, a better friend, a better worker, a better boss, a better, you know, child to an aging parent. What can I do on my side of the street and kind of relentlessly focus on it? It's mm. fantastic. One, it gets them off your back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really good. Mm -hmm. Two, it makes you feel good. Like you're focusing mm. on where you do have power rather than mm. trying to intervene inside their mind where you have yeah. powers in your own mind and in your words and, and deeds, right? Um, it also puts you on the moral high ground. So when it's time a week or two or 10, you know, or three later to say, hey, how about me? You're in a much stronger position to mm. get that. And it pulls it, you it, out of dead end quarrels. Yeah, go on. Also, and it fills up your own cup, like you mentioned yeah, yeah. before. Even That's just right. that simple Act exercise you did, yeah. feeds us. Yeah. 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 Sorry to cut you off there, but anyway. No, no, no. That was my Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Can I turn to turn it around here a little uh -oh. bit? Here we go. All yeah. right, great. So here you go. So you went through the book, you saw the 50 chapter titles are all short. Each one's an, basically an instruction, a practice, yeah. you know, what you can, what you can do with your mind or your mouth to mm -hmm. make a better relationship. Were there one or two that really popped out for you? As yeah. especially useful for you these days and all that you're dealing with. Yeah. So there was one specifically and um, I, yeah, I was actually, my next question is perfect because I was going to ask you about this one. Um, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but I think you'll know which one I'm talking about. It's like, uh, you're going to get criticized anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. and, and you, because, and I was going to bring it up because you mentioned blunt, and that one really like, just like hit me like square between the eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the chapter title is Relax, You're Going to Be Criticized. Yeah. <laughs> Will so, and so when you mentioned blunt, I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. I'm bringing that up because I really, <laughs> and then you asked me. So yeah, like that one was, um, it was just really, actually it was, you know, when you read something and it just sort of shifts something, I read it and it was just yeah. like, oh, like I don't, it allowed me to just drop my defense mechanisms oh, for yeah. a moment and just realize how much I was defending against that. Yeah, I and living that... in fear of it and playing small as a oh. result or trying to control others so they don't or, yeah. Well, even just the people pleaser in me, there's such a people pleaser that's afraid of being criticized that shows up again and again and I'm taking action from that place rather than a place which is just invested in deep connection where I can really fill up my own cup, you know. Yeah, um, yeah that chapter was huge. Maybe you want to share a little bit about <laughs> that chapter and make it less blunt than it's <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so it's great. Um, let's see. So first, you know, that chapter comes around, I don't know what it is, maybe around number 30. <laughs> so there's a fair amount of foundational stuff where you get in touch with your own worth, you get in touch with a kindness toward yourself, compassion for yourself. Okay, so it's on that foundation. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I probably like you, maybe, you know, different childhoods, I don't know. But I've I've run scared of criticism. Mm -hmm. And so I've I grew up in a fault finding home, loving, but fault finding, nurturing, mm -hmm. decent, critical Same. parents. And uh, so I just, 
you know, got scared. And I was really young going through school, so I was an outsider most of the time, not particularly bullied, but invisible, unwanted, mm -hmm. kicked to the curb. And that really landed hard on my own sense of worth. So I, I became really sensitive to feeling less than others or inadequate. So on that foundation then, I would just go overboard to make sure there was absolutely no basis for criticism from anybody toward me, which was stressful on me and made me kind of OCD-ish toward others, even though I'm not yeah. naturally that way. Uh, that was not good. And it was really freeing for me to appreciate, you know, that... Um, you may know this saying from Tibetan Buddhism that the worldly winds, the winds blow, right? Mm. Gain and loss, pleasure and pain, fame and ill repute. Um, and one is shame and pra praise and shame, praise mm. and blame rather. So they all come and blame fair and unfair is going to come our way. And so to me, the, you know, the takeaway is just to realize, you know, people are going to take issue with what you say and do. It's not perfect and it's okay. We can relax around it. That's the point, relax. You're going to be criticized. And meanwhile, what can we do? We can, there's a term in psychology called locus of control. I don't know if you've heard it, it's you know fancy, but basically it means where do we look? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. For the navigator and engine of our life? Do we look outside of ourselves for the navigators and the engines of our life, or do we look inside? And mm. yes, it's important to do what we can to create a village that truly does raise a child, to do what we can to help the world be more just and compassionate, absolutely. But meanwhile, we have a tremendous and sacred power inside ourselves you know, in, that can inspire us, right, mm. and evolve us. And so for me, it's about kind of reclaiming power and bringing the power mm. back to yourself and therefore judging yourself, not so much on the, on the audience and the ratings and the how many five-star reviews, because as you well know, and, and I do too, so much of that is out of our control. Mm. But to judge ourselves based on that we've made our offering, the sincerity of that offering, the effort behind it, the learning around it, that there's actually a learning curve that's, you know, has an upward slope, not just flat or downward, right? Mm. That's how we judge ourselves. And, mm. you know, if the criticism is valid, find what's useful in it, leave the rest and keep coming back to what you know from the inside out about your own good heart, your own good efforts mm. and your own good learning along the way. And that was the biggest 
one of the other biggest takeaways from that chapter for me was the invitation to just check in, like, don't, yeah, it was, it's so instructive the way you've written it. It was like, and again, I, I, you know, I, I sounded a bit rude and I was like, don't be so blunt. It's actually written really well. It's like your defenses don't get in the way and you just, oh, like, no. t- you get exactly what you need. It's actually very beautifully written. So pardon Thank me for that. Know. It, um, it, yeah, the, the piece around, okay, you've gotten the criticism. Just take a pause, allow it to land. Is it even true? Yeah. If there is some truth in it, thank it maybe even, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, and if there's not, then just check in with your good human self, which is actually this term that's really been very present for me recently, good humaning. Oh, like, beautiful. you know, I've, and it's, it's been awesome. I've actually started running my business on it, which is, I'm digressing, but, you know, like people like, God forbid something happens to somebody, they can't do a whole 12 months worth of coaching, six months through, they've already paid for the 12 months and it's like, okay, but they're not entitled to their money back. But it's like, what would it, what would this good human humaning feel like? And it's like, mm. they didn't show up for the next six months, give them their money back. And it's like, yeah, let's do that. Like, good even though you. they're not yeah. entitled to it, you know, and it's just these little things which is like good humaning. So, you know, being a good human, it's like, am I a good human? And it's like you check in and it's like, actually, yeah, I think I'm actually okay in that space. Mm. And it's like, okay, well then, moving on. Yeah. You know, and it was just like so simple. And it's like four pages, I think the chapter is. And it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. just so instructive, yeah. so handy, like literally. Mm. It's, yeah, I really appreciated it. So thank you for, thank you for writing that one specifically for me. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, but I gotta tell you, man, I'm so, yeah. you know, I can, I can go public finally. Your wife reached out to me about yeah. six months ago <laughs> and she told me you need a special I chapter. I knew you were too big a guest to have on this podcast. I knew, I knew something was going on. It's her wielding her powers. There we go. That's I'll, right. I'll thank her. I'll thank her deeply. <laughs> There's, um, we're talking about things that are said at the moment and we've mentioned things that we can do, you know, and implement, but there's also this piece that echoes in the book about the unsaid, um, the things that we, that don't get said. Mm. Um, can you share a little bit about what you mean by that? Your awareness of that, some examples where you've seen that in your practice of where, yeah. yeah, where it's the unsaid, because I think the book is an incredible tool for, hey, like this is in your literally micro 1% changes that you can mm-hmm. show up with. But yeah. there's also a whole, there is another delta where it's like I wanted to say or I should have said or I could have said and we don't show up for that. Can you describe some of that? Mm, beautiful. Well, um, you know, if you think about relationships, there's a place for leaving certain things out. Okay. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, the weight of what's unsaid, what's pushed down maybe, um, mm. really starts to drive people apart and becomes, um, you know, kind of a pile, sort of a wounded pile inside yourself. And so one of the, you know, great paths for me in life has been to deliver my undelivered communications. Mm. Now, having gone through the 60s and 70s in the U.S. with the height of the human potential movement where we said, everything to everyone all the time with no filter <laughs> I've got a, which was good for me because i was that's called liberty right <laughs> Sorry. yeah, yeah. I, it was good for me initially because i was so <sighs> filtered but after that you know i've kind of learned there's a place just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it uh sometimes the best thing to do is to 
practice noble silence, as the saying has it, and just kind of let the pitches go by. You know, people are throwing stuff our way, a little bit like baited hooks. We don't have to take the bait. We can, you know, just let it go by. On the other hand, to be able to speak from your heart and to finally get to something that's scary to say, but true, so that you are in your experience as you speak it. You're not just reporting on your experience like Spock, like a journalist from a faraway land, but you're yeah. actually in your gut, you're in your heart, mm. you're in your body while you say what's real for you. In mm. Very simple form, which I've borrowed from, you may know it, nonviolent communication is the form ah. from Marshall Rosenberg. Yeah, bless his mm. memory. Uh, when X happens, mm. I feel or felt Y because mm. I need Z. And yeah. you're being very close to the, your own experience there. X described as, you know, accurately, not when you are an asshole, you know, no, mm. no, no, no. Mm. Or B, I feel why I feel hurt, not I feel you are an idiot, but I feel yeah. mad. I feel hurt. I feel frozen. I feel I don't know what to do. I feel like the ground of our relationship is sort of shaken, right? Mm-hmm. Because I need Z like any human does. Like I need to feel that you and I are good with each other and mm-hmm. um, that I can count on you for important things and that, you know, you won't gossip about me behind my back, for example. So there's a place for being able to say what's important, including mm-hmm. in intimate relationships. I, I find that, um, you know, there's a place for a certain distance in a business setting. I have a business background too. You know, it's not mm-hmm. appropriate to spill your guts in a board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you just, the kind of ranting that's appropriate at Burning Man or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is for you all in Australia, a country I'm very fond of and have been to many times, by the way, including in Melbourne, yeah. you know, your city. Um, you know, stuff that might be appropriate there. Uh, yeah, you know, be careful. You're at, let's say you're having dinner with the rallies as it were, and you know, you gotta be kind of careful about it. Yeah. With people where you can kind of be real, mm. you know, if, um, if you really could be more real mm. and you're not, you're stuck inside the bars of an invisible cage. Mm. And so much of relationships is pushing those bars back one careful step at a time to find the ground, the size of the ground you can really trust in, mm. much like in your own mind. So much of life practice is gradually pulling back, pushing back the bars of the invisible cage inside you mm. that uh, alienates you from parts of yourself and buries down deep other parts of yourself. Mm. What's present for me to ask is how important is a healthy community for us to be able to explore and you know when you start thinking well i reflect and there's been times in my life where all there's been in my life is that you know corporate boardroom type of environment and i haven't had a safe space really to express myself yes i've you know had a partner in home touch would have been really blessed but you know having environments in people that um are conducive for me to basically speak the pieces that allow me to even just learn to exercise how to move some of those bars out yeah you know um how much of a gift those people really can be in our lives and how important actually in this conversation they are would you say i think one of the most powerful gifts we can give another person Mm. is to see the good in them Mm. 
doesn't mean you have to agree with them. You don't have to vote the way they vote necessarily mm. or do business with them or go to bed with them or stay in bed with them. <laughs> you can see the good in them. You know, yeah. you can see the good in them. And just think about the people who've really um, served you or served people listening here, you know, mm. in your life. Well, just think how much of a service you can offer to do that for others. So that's mm -hmm. certainly part one. Part two, there's normal variation. Um, I'm fairly introverted. Mm. I don't know you well. You mm. might be a little more extroverted than I am by Definitely. nature. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and people get benefit from certain things, like a major th uh, source of um, healing mm. and um, in inspiration and evolution for me has been being alone in nature, off trail, in wilderness, on my own, moving across the land. Mm -hmm. Other people, uh, it's very important to be part of community. And so mm -hmm. I just kind of want to mark that, you know, range, normal mm -hmm. range, it's okay. And to make sure that, you know, uh, we avoid the pitfall that some don't avoid, in which they make their own temperament and personality a kind of life principle for mm -hmm. everybody else. And mm -hmm. it's okay, there are differences here. But that said, you know, we're profoundly social. Mm -hmm. profoundly social. And um, I, I do think about the uh, teaching in uh, early Buddhism, you may know it, uh, kind of a famous moment in the passages in which the Buddha, who clearly was an introvert, I think, and mm -hmm. fully prepared to be a wandering renunciate mm -hmm. on his own, and spent a lot of time in solitary contemplation, was with his attendant and his cousin, Ananda, very mm. close companion uh, with the gathering of, the, of other uh, male monks at the time. And Ananda looked out and said, oh, look, noble sir, this is half the holy life. Mm. Ananda was in effect making a distinction between our outer world and our inner world. Mm. And the Buddha famously replied, not so Ananda, not so. This, this field of, of practice in relationship is the whole of the mm. holy life. Yeah. I love that quote. <laughs> yeah. I have to say there was another chapter that really spoke to me in the book and I'm finding it very present for me here now as well. And I, I, I couldn't let you go without asking about this specifically because it is so counterintuitive, but I can see its application, not the proof is in the pudding, but even just the way, you know, I interview a lot of people and just the way you're coming across here today. So pardon me for putting you on the spot in that regard. Sure. Um, but you're on the spot. about as fair play, right? <laughs> but you're on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's this um, softer tone, stronger impact. Hmm. Super counterintuitive. And yet yeah. I can see how deeply for me in my experience how much easier it is to listen and I'm not other people aren't as easy to listen to that's not true but just well it's not what I would like to say actually but the, the softness of tone that you're employing in our conversation mm -hmm. things can really land and I can really hear what you're saying that's very I really am touched by that yeah really, I am thank you and I would love for you to share more about what you mean, what you mean by softer tone, stronger, stronger impact or yeah, yeah. stronger land. Yeah. Can you take that further, well, that's, please? That's very perceptive too, on mm -hmm. your part, really. Um, the freer we are inside, mm. 
and the more heartfelt that in, as our resting place, the more able we are to say what needs to be said with others without yelling about it, without pounding the table, without being threatening. Hmm. And it has a greater impact. You're, you're exactly right. What enables that um, directness and simplicity is, is a kind of uh, inner freedom. So we're not mm -hmm. so hijacked by our own reactivity. And we rest in, we're resting in, as I am, I, and I feel you are as well, a fundamental goodwill and for the other person mm. and we're operating in good faith when you're when you're confident about those things mm. you don't have to shriek <laughs> you don't have to freak now yeah. it may be natural and i i trust trust me my wife would not say that i'm 100 <laughs> you know appropriate tone i definitely can get a little cranky uh, especially when i'm like running on empty like mm. you said earlier in the beginning you know tired and so forth but how how rap the the, the key marker of both aerobic fitness and um, mental fitness is how rapidly we recover mm. from kind of losing our balance. Yeah, the bounce back factor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. right. How <laughs> rapidly can you cop to it? Yeah. Acknowledge your, you, you blow it. Okay, oops, sorry, correct. Um, and, then, and, and, and rest in what mm. it is you really want to say with dignity and gravity. Um, mm. There's, there's a like a famous movie saying, you know, please indulge me for it. It'll take about yeah, thirty seconds absolutely. to tell a story. Okay, it can't. It's Richard Pryor live at the Sunset Strip. This yeah. is like a nineteen movie. Pryor, you may know. Okay, it sounds like you do. Yep. Incredibly talented comic. Oh. He became a crack addict, and he was lighting a crack pipe once, mm. and it blew up in his face, burned him badly. He nearly died. Mm. So he's now doing his first performance afterward, after mm. he's gone through rehab and recovery and so forth, mm. and he's mocking up a dialogue between himself and this American ex-football player, Jim Brown, who's <laughs> this huge, very manly, very boom, force of nature kind of guy. Mm. Okay, so the dialogue basically goes, Richard Pryor says, hey, hey, Jim, come on over. Why don't you party with me? And Jim goes, Richard, what you gonna do? And Richard goes, ah, don't give me that attitude, Jim. You know, I, I don't. Jim says, Richard, what you gonna do? Richard goes, hey, you know, it's just fun. It's relaxing. I can quit tomorrow. No worries. Jim says, Richard, what you going to do? And it just goes on like that. Mm -hmm. And the point is, Brown was not yelling at him. He was just bringing the truth. Mm -hmm. Confident, calm, stable, grave, loving, stable. Um, gravitas, you know, mm -hmm. Thich Nhat Hanh. Bless his memory, yeah. a great peace activist, beautiful, profound teacher. He was once described, I believe, as a combination cloud, butterfly, and bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's that bulldozer quality that's enabled by that cloudy spaciousness yeah. of awareness and that playful light butterflyness. Right? Yeah. That enables the bulldozer and having a bulldozer quality. Mm also creates space for being airy and and joyful and childlike even it yeah. all works together it's incredible yeah. it's incredible you know actually that question as heartfelt as it was for me um your wife actually called me six months ago when you were writing this chapter <laughs> 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 and told me to ask 
ask you this question. Oh, that's good. You're messing with me. It's good. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yeah. Rick, I just, uh, yeah, I could begin to thank you for your time here today, but really what I, oh, sure. I do want to thank you for that. And also you've written a whole myriad of books. Yet this particular book, especially, I really want to thank you for, for having written it. Like I said, the way that you've written it, um, inspired evolution tribe audience, you're tuning in. So we've covered the ground on, on three of 50 chapters. And yeah. I know in my bones that you've taken something away from this episode, you know, um, we've covered so much depth within just those three topics that we've covered. And yet there's 50 such chapters and they're four pages long each, like three to four, yeah. some are five. Like, please do yourself a favor. Where can people check out this book, Rick? Oh, I appreciate you saying that. Um, so, frankly, I, I know about how it's published in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Technically, uh, the Australian rights, they're called, in New Zealand, or the Commonwealth rights, yeah. come through England. And so there's another publisher, writer. I'm sure it's available where anybody buys books yeah. in Australia. Absolutely. So that's clear. Um, I want to add that one of the things that, for me, was really important to bring into the book mm. is basically how to get what you want from other people. Mm. And it's almost like a taboo subject. How do we get what we want? But we're constantly negotiating wants. You and I, we're kind of tossing the topic uh, ball back and forth, the talking stick, if you will, mm. back and forth. How do we negotiate what we're going to be talking about here? Whose turn is it? And so mm. forth. It's just normal to do that. And everything goes great when mm. you and the other person want the same thing. Yeah. It felt <laughs> extremely fluid and like we're co-creating this together. That's awesome. That's but right. what if you don't want the same thing? Mm. What if you and your wife want to raise your kid in different ways mm. around certain things? You can no longer agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. or you're working with some people and you got to make a decision and maybe you want them to perform in certain ways that they haven't been or they want you to you're on the receiving of them mm -hmm. receiving end of them wanting something from you what do you do and i think a lot of people when they're faced with another person who wants something from them mm -hmm. tend to reflexively withdraw mm -hmm. put up walls counterattack, recoil you know, yeah. yeah it can become a real deal so one of the for me i just want to add it important uh, parts of the book was mm. this exploration mm. of how to get more of what you want mm. in your relationships in ways that are respectful of others and sustainable mm. and true to yourself but how do you actually do that how do you negotiate how do you pin down what you want like can't we be nice mm. well what does that actually mean right how do you turn that into something that's clear mm. um, how do you know when the other person is actually agreed mm. to give you know to do what you Want. And what do you do when they break their agreements with you? Mm. The next time they show up 20 minutes late for a meeting or a lunch or a podcast interview, God, <laughs> <laughs> you know, never have them back, right? Anyway, um, so anyway, I just want to say that. The other thing yeah. I'll just add is people can learn more both about the Global Compassion Coalition mm -hmm. um, at its website and can learn more about me at my own website, rickhansonson.net. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I'll be putting those links into the show notes below um, and access to the book. And my personal favorite is Audible, so you can always check it out there as well. And, oh, I uh, read the book, by yeah. the way. And 
which is great because a fair amount of it, some of it is experiential practice, mm -hmm. especially the parts where you go inward. Mm -hmm. And it was fun for me as the author to read the book in the studio and to, you know, bring that kind of energy into yeah, it. Yeah, connect back. And, yeah. Yeah. And I hope you'll forgive this kind of clap on the back, but having uh, gone into the studio to read it, maybe 10 months after I submitted the manuscript. Mm. You know, that's kind of how it works. Um, honestly, I was really pleased with what I was reading. <laughs> it didn't suck. I was afraid it was going to suck. And it was like, yeah, this is all right. <laughs> it was reassuring, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, you'll notice that, yeah, it starts with your relationship with yourself. And if you can love <laughs> what you've written, because there's so much space for the inner critic to show up there, you know, right. the real proof really is in the pudding. Rick, thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly here with us today. Wow. Really, on behalf of myself and the Inspired Evolution Tribe, wishing you all the best on your journey forward. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 